This is the Business English Podcast, episode 35, How to Interrupt Someone Politely at Work with John Donnelly. Welcome to the Business English Podcast from All Ears English. Get the English skills you need to achieve your dreams in global business. For a presentation, a meeting, or your office party, this is Real Business English with your favorite American hosts, Lindsay and Michelle, coming to you from New York City and Colorado, USA. Recently, a business English student said that it was hard for people to understand his accent. He also said he needed to start thinking in English and speak more naturally. Well, guess what? We teach you all of these things on our other podcast, IELTS Energy. It's not just about the IELTS test. It's about having high-level, impressive English. Not to mention, it's a lot of fun. Search IELTS Energy right now and hit follow. We'll see you there. Hey, John, how are you doing today? Welcome to All Ears English. Uh, hi, Lindsay. How are you doing? Good. I'm glad to have you on the show. Where are you now, John? Where are you, where are you from and where are you based currently? Uh, yeah, okay. So I'm from England, the UK, and I'm in South America in a country called Peru. I'm uh, living in the capital, uh, Lima. Lima, which is famous for good food. You're so lucky yep. to be living in Lima. The beach, oh. yes. Uh, the food is oh. wonderful. Yep, ceviche. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I had some really good meals in Lima when I was there. That is cool. So <clears throat> we're yep. talking today a little bit about you actually suggested this interesting topic that I think is really going to help our listeners today. And it's how to politely interrupt someone so we can get a word in. Yes, absolutely. Um Yes, it's uh, if you're learning a language, sometimes you need to uh, interrupt people and uh, and start practicing. You know, so yeah, um, yeah. So in your classes, you really encourage your students to speak as much as possible, right? So they may need to use these occasionally to start speaking and to get in there. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I I want my students to interrupt me. Um, I don't want to be talking too much, so I want uh, my students. Uh, to, to be talking about 80% of the time and uh, I want to, I try and limit myself to talking around 20% of the time. I don't time myself. This, this is always something I'm think aware of in my head uh, during yeah. the class. I so love I want that. my I want my students to interrupt me. Yeah, I love that. And beyond just the classroom, when I thought about this topic, John, before we got on the call today, I thought about the business world, especially in American culture, because yeah. one of the things that I've heard from our listeners, from students in the past is that when they attend a business meeting in the US, and maybe they're the only international person at that meeting, literally people yeah. are just talking over each other and they cannot get a single word in. It's such a different cultural atmosphere. And what do you think about that kind of situation? Uh, yeah, definitely in the States, um, people are very, um, uh, wordy. They can talk a lot, uh, especially during a meeting when there are lots of people. And, uh, it can be a daunting process, uh, trying to break into that. Uh, so yeah, you, you need to be quite, uh, forceful sometimes in, in that kind of situation. Yeah. Do you um, think that kind of situation happens as much in England or is it more common in American culture? Or what's your experience with that? 
Uh, yeah, the, the, the British stereotype, um, you would tend to think that uh, in England uh, we sit back and we're very polite and we say, oh, you first. Oh, no, 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 you, you go first. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, but it's not like that all the time, of mm-hmm. course. Uh, so, yeah. yes, we, we interrupt each other all the time. We talk over people. Um, <laughs> in, in a business environment especially, it can get heated. So yeah. know, things can, can get quite difficult in a meeting. Yeah. So, remind- yeah. Yeah. yeah, go ahead, John. <laughs> yes, yeah, sorry, we we interrupting me. Um, <laughs> uh, so, okay. yeah, but uh, generally, yes, the, the the British are a little more polite than uh, in America, but um, it's the, it's not that big a difference, I don't think. Okay, so these phrases are going to be extremely useful because part of the problem is if we are an international professional and we're coming to the U.S. or to England and we want to build our career, the problem yep. is is that we're highly judged on how we contribute verbally. I think we make a lot of judgments in these cultures, Western cultures or American culture, British culture about our competence based on how we verbally express ourselves. Okay. So for our listeners, guys, we want to really listen up today because using these phrases correctly and giving yourself the space to, to talk, like opening up the floor for yourself to talk could mean the difference between success and failure in your career. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I love that. So, John, let's go into it. What's the phrase? I mean, what's the first phrase? Like, let's ima- imagine we're in this meeting and everyone's talking over us, and we just can't get a word in. How do we let them know that we want to contribute? That we want to say something? What should we say? Uh, okay. So, the first one I have here is um, th- these are all quite polite because we're again it's British English. So, um, I would say. The first one here is, sorry to interrupt, I just wanted to say, and then you continue with your point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry to interrupt, I just wanted to say. Yeah. Okay. okay. So that one's uh, good. And how about the second one? Yeah. Would you, uh, would you mind if I stop you there for a moment? I have to add and then add your point after that one. Okay. Can you repeat it one more time for our listeners, just to be very careful to make sure they hear it? Yes, of course. Yeah. Would you mind if I stop you there for a moment? I have to add. Good. I love blah, that. Blah, blah. I, these do seem especially polite. Um, yeah. So we, we can come to a few uh, uh, less polite phrases afterwards for uh, <laughs> no. non-British, non-British speakers, <laughs> let's say. <laughs> but I think it's always a good idea to err on the polite side. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes we'll be in an environment in, in an environment that's so fast paced that we don't have time to be polite. Right. Um, But I do like the idea, especially in a professional atmosphere, it's better to err on the polite side. And then we get a sense of how our colleagues are speaking and we can kind of blend in with them and use the correct terms for the office that we're in. Right. Yeah, that's absolutely true. You you do have to um, follow the the style of the workplace that you're working in, of course. So um, if everyone is using formal language, you've got to you've got to imitate and copy that. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I, I think I think that that is actually a big difference between American and English uh, uh, business culture. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, in America, it's much more relaxed, so yeah. um, it's <clears> much <throat> more informal. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so um, keep it formal at the beginning, and and then uh, get a feel for how people uh, interact in the office, and uh, and go with the flow. Yeah, that's really interesting. I want to uh, go through this last phrase here first, and then I want to ask you a little bit more about that, about how we notice that formal kind of atmosphere in England versus the casual atmosphere in the US. But tell us the yeah. next phrase, John. What's the third one for us? 
Uh, yeah, okay. Um, so you could just say, um, can I just mention something here? And then go in with your, uh, mm -hmm. with your point after that. Okay, so I noticed that just is being used with a lot of these phrases. How does that change the phrase, John? Uh, gosh, that's a good question. Um, just is an, an adverb, so can I? what's the difference between can I mention something here? Can I just mention something Yeah, here? what's the difference in the feeling that it conveys to you? Uh, uh, I've never, never really thought about uh, how, how that yeah. changes the, the sentence. Can I just... Um, no, you've got me there. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's an opinion thing, right? As a native speaker, yeah. I mean, you may see it a little bit differently than I do, but we yeah. love to kind of tear these things apart on this show and look at that. Those nuances of the language, I think it makes you a little bit more humble. Uh, yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm just thinking about the word just, and it, it really translates for me, it, it kind of means only, like a, yeah, a, only. like a simple thing. I just want to mention, uh, I just want to say, right, so it's right. like a, I, I only want to say, so yeah. it's like um reducing your your the impact of the phrase maybe yep. something like that. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's reducing the impact and also saying that you're not going to take up much time or much space. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So um. it's, it's 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 adding a layer of politeness to because because interrupting is isn't very polite if you think about it. You're, you're right. talking uh, over somebody else. So uh yeah, you you want to try and reduce your impact as much as possible. So so this word little word just we we can throw that in. Yeah. No, I, I like helps that. To soften. Yeah, helps, helps to soften to the soften. blow. <laughs> sure. <laughs> We've done a couple episodes on this word itself about how women might be likely to use it more than men, um, oh, really? kind of the okay. gendered aspect of this word, and also when we should use it and when we should avoid it. But in these phrases, I like it because we are kind of jumping in there and we're looking for space and people might be kind of bothered by the fact that we're interrupting them, but we need to because we need to get a word in because yeah. we're judged by what we express verbally, right? Yeah, absolutely. So that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. So we were talking about earlier about how British culture is a little bit more formal in the business space than American culture. What are some other examples of that, John, that come to your mind? Uh, so, uh, can you repeat the question, Lindsay? What's, yeah. Um... So you had mentioned before that you feel that British culture is a little bit more formal. Okay, in the yeah. business space. Yes. Where do we see that showing up? Is that in the body language? How do yeah. we know that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's in the phrase. So, if, for example, if, if you uh, 
uh, take those three phrases we just touched on. Uh, yes. We're using modal verbs like would you mind, uh, can mm -hmm. I just say, can I just mention, could I yeah. just stop you there? Right. Uh, th these use of, this use of the modal verbs in, in British English is very common. Mm. Uh, so I don't, I'm not sure about American culture. I've never worked in an uh, American company in America. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> I, I, I would say that um, Americans just are, are more direct. Yeah, probably. And I think the use of the word sorry here too in your first phrase, sorry oh, to yeah. interrupt. Sorry and to interrupt. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we're always apologizing, <laughs> even if we haven't done anything. <laughs> That's interesting, isn't it? I hear that <clears throat> a lot more in British culture than in American culture, the use of the word sorry to begin yeah. a phrase. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, that's uh, that's a uh, probably a, a quite a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So I feel like uh, working with you, John, could be very effective for any students that might be, you know, preparing to live and work in the UK, for example. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That would uh, <clears throat> definitely help. Yep. Absolutely. Um, what? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. You touched on body language as well. I think um, uh, the the American and British body language. Uh, there could be some differences there as well. So, Ooh, uh, so? British people, uh, we're, we're thought of as more reserved. So, mm -hmm. you know, folded arms, uh, crossed mm -hmm. legs, that kind of body language is yeah. quite normal in the UK. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but of course, it, it's, it, it does depend on the people, the person as well. So, Even for men, the crossed legs for men is common? Uh, yeah. Well, not, I wouldn't say common, but it's not unusual. So. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, that would be a, that would be a difference. Yeah, um, I yeah. think in the business space, we don't see men crossing their legs as much. Right. I don't spend okay. a lot of time in, in corporate offices, but... <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. Me neither. I try, I try <laughs> not goodness, to. right? <laughs> Knock on <Yeah>. wood. <laughs> but uh, no, that's interesting. I think that <clears throat> body language is a reflection of what we're saying, right? I mean, we, mm -hmm. we, void, we physically kind of manifest what we're saying verbally. So that would make sense that the body language would be different too. I mean, this is a huge yep. topic today, John, that I don't think we can go into uh, it in too much depth, but I, I love I, it. I apologize. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, don't apologize, John. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Did okay. you have a couple of like bonus vocabulary words you wanted to share today before we wrap up? Uh, yeah, maybe we could talk about the word tact. Um, okay. So if, if you're into interrupting someone, you have to use tact. Uh, mm. What does tact mean? What is tact? Um, mm. It's sensitivity in dealing with other people or dealing with uh, difficult issues. Yeah. Um, you, have to, you have to have a sense of what to say or what to avoid saying sometimes uh, so as that you don't offend someone when you interrupt. Yeah, it's um, kind of like social intelligence, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So mm. this word tact, um, uh, mm. it can be uh, used as an adjective. So we have a positive and a negative adjective. So uh, a tactful person is someone mm -hmm. who uses tact, who who uh, tries not to offend people. Um, and a tactless person. So this is the negative. So uh, mm -hmm. someone who, who doesn't care if they offend you or not. Yeah. And uh, they might be quite rude. They will interrupt you. Uh, rudely yeah. without without using those modal verbs uh, <laughs> could i can i <laughs> so yeah okay i like that okay and and uh, one final one is uh, egocentric maybe mm -hmm. um, uh, this is a word you can use to describe people who love to talk about themselves people you want to interrupt <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. And many times those people don't realize that they're dominating the conversation and that other yeah. people are trying to speak because they have no, they're not attuned to the social cues. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And hopefully that's not your boss, right? We're hoping that for our, all of our listeners. Not. <laughs> hopefully not. No. All right. This is good. So, John, tell us a little bit about the classes that you're that you are offering over at Italki. How can our listeners get involved if they want to learn these phrases and be able to use them? Because I can really imagine that some of our listeners are probably struggling through business meetings, sitting there with brilliant ideas that could save their businesses, their companies or could be give them a lot of credit in terms of their career. But they're not able to voice those ideas because other people from these cultures are talking over them. Uh, yeah, so, um, well, my, in my classes, I can, uh, I do business classes, uh, business English. Um, we study vocabulary that's used in the workplace, uh, if you're in business. Uh, so, yeah, you can, uh, uh, have a look, um, on italki, find me there. Um, okay. but I, I don't just do business classes, I do all kinds of classes. Usually, uh, the majority of my classes are conversation based, um, for intermediate or upper intermediate students. Um, okay, that of, sounds perfect of, for our listeners. Want, yeah, some of them wanting to do, uh, you know, the high level exams like the, the TOEFL or the, uh, the Cambridge exams if you're in, uh, Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also do a lot of pre intermediate classes for students just, you know, just starting to take off in their journey, uh, in English. Mm. Um, so th- this, these, these classes are very difficult for the students. Their, their vocabulary is very limited and, uh, learning phrases, I believe, is, is a great way to, to advance your skills in a language. Uh, I'm learning Spanish myself. Yeah. Um, and so I, I use uh, flashcards and uh, online apps, that kind of thing, to, to improve my vocabulary. And, and I encourage my students to obviously do the same thing on a daily basis. Good. I always like to hear when a teacher is actually learning their own language. I mean, you're living in, in South America, so you yeah. know, you're struggling through, I would imagine, learning Spanish a little bit. And you can really empathize with your students. Is exactly. that right? Yeah, absolutely. So I can, I can empathize with the, the hard times they're going through, especially in that pre-intermediate phase. Um, but I've broken through that myself. So I, I also, um, understand how great it feels to, to finally get through into, into, into intermediate and upper intermediate and be able to communicate fluently and freely. And, um, it, it's a great feeling. So awesome. I, I, I love to try and motivate my students with my own success story, if you like. Cool. I like that. I like that. So, and in terms of your teaching style, you told me earlier that you use the 80-20 form of conversation. Can you just quickly let us know what that is to, so our listeners could know if it's a fit for them? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I've been taught um, that you, you have to let, uh, as a teacher, you must let your students speak and uh the, the goal really is to have a student speaking 80% of the time in a class. And mm-hmm. as a teacher, I should be uh, simply spending my 20% of the time uh, asking them if they can correct their mistakes. And then yep. if they haven't got a clue, then I can uh, maybe nudge them in the right direction. And mm-hmm. and finally, if, if they just haven't uh, an idea where the mistake is, I'll, I'll just, you know, tell them what the what the answer is. Okay, um, good. But yeah, that that 80-20 percentage of talk time in a class is very important to me. Okay, cool. So I want to invite our listeners, guys, if you want to practice these phrases or other business phrases that could really help you, especially if you're planning to study or currently planning to work or are working in in uh, England, this would be the uh, John would be a great teacher to work with. So John, where can our listeners go to find your profile? Uh, yes, Lindsay, it's on italki.com. Uh, if you put in a forward slash teacher forward slash one zero two six nine three two, 
uh, you'll okay. find me there. Okay. So again, italki.com forward slash teacher forward slash 1026932. Is that right, John? That's the one. Yep. Okay. So we want to encourage our listeners, guys, go on over there, check out John's schedule, see if you can book a lesson and start to master these phrases because that's the only way to actively participate in your career because we know how important that business meeting can be. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Great, John. Thanks a lot. That was fun. It was good to meet you. Glad to have you on the show and we hope to see you again soon. Okay, Lindsay. Yep. Thank you. Lovely to see you too. Thanks for hanging out. Take care. Bye. 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 Thank you for listening to Business English, a podcast just for you, the high achieving global professional. Want more from All Ears English? Don't miss our biggest and best podcast with 8 million monthly downloads. Just search for the All Ears English podcast and hit follow to get four new episodes per week on fluency, American culture, grammar, and so much more. Or tap the link in the show notes. Remember, we believe in connection, not perfection when it comes to learning English. Follow the All Ears English podcast now.